we know that betachon is when one has a muna, the intellectual belief that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is taking care of me and knows what's best for me and has the ability to do what is good for me in all moments, betachon is when one lives in that fashion that we know. So they go together. Absolutely go together. If you have a Muna, then you have Bitochon also? Not necessarily. Yeah, if you have Bitochon, you certainly, seemingly, would have to have a Muna. Yeah. The well, principles... Right, right. That's the whole sheer of an Atur, so they, they go to bed, you can have one without the other. That's right. So, but you cannot have Bitochon if you don't have a Muna. You have to know what principles you're supposed to, to embody. So we started this section, which is, as we know, the fourth uh, chapter of a larger book, um, called Shari Bitochon, and in so doing, he brings five spiritual benefits, which we're in the middle of, and five worldly benefits, which we'll get to soon. So the first, the first um, worldly benefit, I'm sorry, the first spiritual benefit he mentions is Menuchus Nafsho. So and then we got to, just to give you an outline of what we did so far, the first spiritual benefit is Menuchus Nafsho. He has a um, tranquility. He feels a certain level of tranquility. This was the first mm-hmm. spiritual benefit. It's important, I believe, to always know where you're at in the book because he tells you what he's going to do. And without that context, you can lose sight of really what, he's, what his message is. So in the five spiritual benefits, the first one he mentions is that a person has menuchas nefesh, he has tranquility, which we'll define in a second here. The second benefit he mentions, which is a spiritual benefit, is that, he, that, he has, that no person has a hold on him. He's not beholden to anybody, okay? And the third, which we're in the middle of, the third spiritual benefit is... The language is that betachon will bring him to lefanosis libo minyane olam. Will clear his mind from worldly matters. So we said this sounds very similar to menuchos anefesh. Mm-hmm. Sounds very similar to menuchos anefesh. So the first one he mentions is menuchos anefesh as a spiritual benefit. Then he mentions I'm not beholden to any person. And the third spiritual benefit is he has this. Um, Sounds like the same as the second. Clear mind from worldly matters, okay? So we have to also understand that when we get to the comparison of the alchemist, the Baal Batachon compared to the alchemist, that's all under the section of the third spiritual benefit, which is that as a Baal Batachon, a person has a clear mind from worldly matters. So we have to ask ourselves... How is that, as we <coughs> progress through this, how are these spiritual benefits, number one? And um, number two, each one of the, I think there are 13, there's several things that he compares the alchemist to, the Balbatachon, how do each one of them bring me to a clear mind from worldly matters, okay? So I want to just compare number one spiritual benefit to number two spiritual, be- to number three spiritual benefit. Number one spiritual benefit, the language is menuch- that the person who has betachon has menuchas nafsho upitchono al eloikov yisbach kamosha eved chayev levtach al adonav. So it's specifically menuchas nefesh 
and reliance upon his God, blessed is he, in the way that a Evid has to rely on, upon his master. So I think it's specifically the type of relationship that evolves from one who, in other words, the Menuchus and Nefesh comes about from being an Evid of Hashem. It's the, again, it's a spiritual benefit. So the spiritual benefit that one derives from, from having Betachon is that he has a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu such that he is a, a servant of Hashem. He, is, he has a relationship that a servant has to his master, and that brings about a certain level of menuchas and nefesh. So why is it a, a, a spiritual benefit? Because that defines his relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So it seems that the first benefit, unlike the third, which sounds very similar, the first benefit has to do with him being an Eved Hashem. And he, he went on to say that a, an Eved Hashem does not, or an Eved, does not trust in other people. Right? He doesn't trust in himself, and he doesn't trust in his own wealth. Right? So there's a certain, I'm in your hands. And so he has this, I'm in your hands, Hashem. I'm totally in your hands. I don't have to worry about anything. So I was, uh, for example, the first thing that came to mind, I was, uh, I forgot where we were. I was driving with my wife, and I said, do you know where you are? She said, no, I have no idea where I am. I said, well, what do you do when, when you're by yourself? She says, when I'm by myself, I pay attention. When I'm with you, I rely on you, <laughs> right? I don't have to pay attention. When I, so I think the same applies to the relationship that an Evid would have with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. An Evid to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, he has a certain manu, so I'm in your hands. Where are we going? I, wherever you take me is per- perfectly fine. So that, to me, perhaps, is the type of manuchas and nefesh that, that number one is talking about. Number two, we mentioned that a person is not beholden to other people. Why is that a spiritual benefit? So we said, as he seems to clearly indicate, I can relate to people in a way that Hashem wants me to because I'm not afraid of them. I can't give them to Chacha if I have to, for example. So that's a spiritual benefit number two. Spiritual benefit number three is the language being, and I think it is different, the language being, than our first one, the language being, Umehen among the third spiritual benefits which we had we had gone through was that when one trusts in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, his bitachem will bring him a feeling of security, allowing him to clear his mind from worldly matters. Okay, and the next line is and to focus his attention on matters regarding the avoda. Is a vote Hashem, so that's clearly. Why is that between brother and Because he's act, he's actively living in this fashion. Okay, but so if a, just let me explain okay. the kasha. The, the kasha we had was how is number one different than number three? Number one was menucha. He has menuchas and nefesh, and we explained that that's the type of menuchas and nefesh that comes about from being in the being an evad Hashem. I'm in your hands. Number three is that he's clear of the the worries of worldly matters. Right? As he's going to explain, the worldly matters that come about from being dependent on a job. I'm dependent on the, the natural forces of the universe, which the Chavos of Vavos said is a principle at the beginning. To the extent I rely on those things, Hashem allows those things to, so to speak, have power and take over. To the extent I rely on Hashem, so I'm totally in his hands. So it's a different menucha. It's a different, he doesn't use the word menucha senefish, but he, it clears his heart of the worries of having to, to go after his worldly, uh, worldly pursuits. Okay? So in this, now just to catch us up to where we are, 
we had said that the, in the comparison now to the alchemist, again, this is now all under the, the cat, the, this, this number three, the Baal Batachon compared to the alchemist is really just showing me how the Baal Batachon will have a clear heart to not have to worry about worldly matters. He's not worried. I'm not worried about my, my parnasa. I'm not worried about my parnasa. I'm not worried about worldly matters. How so? I'll show you that he's even better than the best possible job you can ever imagine in, in, in the course of all mankind. What would that job be? To be able to print money, to be able to print gold. That's the alchemist. I could make gold. Okay. So the first thing he mentioned as a benefit, which is, and we have to see, does a Babatachon, he's saying that a Babatachon has these benefits. So the first one we mentioned was, and I'm catching us up to where we're at, but the first one he mentioned is that a person who is an alchemist needs specific and specific items for his work. He needs machinery. He needs, he needs ingredients. A Babatachon doesn't have to. So it's good to think, well, how does a Babatachon not need machinery or ingredients? He doesn't need anything. He just needs to use his mind and his heart and his soul to connect to Kaddish Baruch That was number one. Number two, we had mentioned, the second benefit of the Babatachon over the alchemist is that we don't have to put ourselves in danger. We don't have to put ourselves into any situation where... Uh, there might be work hazards. Whereas an alchemist, there's work hazards. He could trip over the machine. The, 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 the fumes might uh, cause him some kind of lung problems or what have you. A Baal doesn't have any of these issues. So we, we had asked before, new, so no job, but that person doesn't have work hazards. The answer is that a person who uh, chooses his job based on what a Kodesh Baruch who wants, he's not worried. If he doesn't have to take a job in a coal mine, he won't take a job in a coal mine. If he does, then that's his mitzvah to do, and Hashem will protect him. Now, number three, this is where we're at. Vashlishi. You see where we are? The third advantage of Betachon over the alchemist is as follows. Vashlishi. The third benefit over the, uh, the Baal Betachon has over the person who can print money. Ki Baal Hakimiyo enu mamin al sodo zuloso miyiraso al nafsho. That the alchemist cannot trust anyone else with his secret, his trade secrets. Out of fear of his life, okay. Uh, by contrast, one who trusts in Hashem is not afraid of anyone on account of his betachon. On the contrary, he's proud of it. I'm proud that I'm a betachon. He says, David said, "In Hashem I have trusted." I should not fear what, what man would do to me. So in this comparison, in this comparison, the, the person, so of course the, we know that the Baal Batachim is going to work, but that's not the source of his income. So we know the Baal Batachim goes to, to unless he's uh, a unique person among the generation, which the, the Hovis Lovavis mentions, but no normal person is going to work to make a living. But that's not how he's making his living. So therefore, even though he goes to work to make a living, and he probably does have trade secrets to keep, and he probably doesn't want to tell all his competitors what he's doing, he's not worried about it, because he's not, that's not how he's making his money. He's making his money because he is in the hands of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, okay? 
Whereas this guy who's printing money, now somebody else could do this. And then the next thing you know, the, the, value, you know, the value of gold is, is not what it was. Varavi, the fourth benefit of a Baal Batachon over the alchemist. Ki Baal HaKemiyah eno nimlat mahazmin mahazoha v'akesev harbel es tzarko. That... To ensure the needs are always met, the alchemist can't avoid doing one of two things. Either he has to prepare a large quantity of gold and silver to be able to save for the future. Or he has to limit his production of his, his gold and not prepare anything extra, but only the amounts that are going to sustain him for a short period of time. And then he hopes that when the future comes, he's going to have the ability to produce. Why? So either he has to print uh, a lot now, and then he's got to protect the, the gold into the future, or he has to print little by little, and he's got to worry maybe he's not going to have what he needs when it's time to have what he needs. Okay? But with a, in comparison... A Baal can print on demand. He can pr- there's no problem. He's always going to be able to print it. No matter, no matter where he is, when he is, he's always going to have access to it. Neither of these of the alchemists work out well for him. If he prepares a lot of gold, as we said, he's going to be in a state of anxiety that he's going to lose what, what, he's, what he's already printed. What he's storing away, someone's going to steal it, whatever, he's going to lose it. And his heart's never going to be calm. And he's never going to be at ease. Because he's afraid that the king or whoever and the common folk are going to come and, and talk about or, or come after his fortune. If, on the other hand, he says, you know what, I'm only going to take what I need now. I'm going to print what I need now. It's possible that when he needs the, the money the most, it's going to be prevented from, he's not going to be able to print it. He's going to be prevented from one of the things that he needs to do to be able to print the money. His machine's not working. You know, the, the gas, you know, the COVID, COVID, he can't go to the store to get the ink, right, whatever. But on the, uh, conversely, one who has betoch and Hashem is free of these concerns. He's absolutely confident that Hashem is going to provide for him however he wants to. And whenever he wants to and wherever he wants to. So therefore, this person can avoid worrying about preparing extra reserves of money in advance and rather he's always in the the uh, security of a Kaddish Baruch and we will stop there for now. Thank you for listening.